You're listening to the Crosscheck NHL Show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Hello and welcome to the Crosscheck NHL Show. Thanks for making the Crosscheck NHL Show your first listen every Tuesday and Thursday. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. My name is Mary Clark, staff writer for The Win, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mary C. Clark. I'm here with Andrew Berkshire, NHL analyst for the Montreal Gazette. You can follow on Twitter at Andrew Berkshire. On this Tuesday edition of the Crosscheck, we're back to our regular format, and oh boy, is there a lot to talk about. We'll dive deep into Robin Lehner's accusations of teams giving prescription drugs to players and everything that's happened since. Plus, Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson signed deals in Vancouver, and Josh Archibald with the Oilers is out indefinitely thanks to COVID-19. So, Andrew, before we start off today's show, how are you doing? I, I'm doing well. I think, Mary, this might be the podcast that you've been the angriest for so far, <laughs> just from, from our pre-podcast chat. You're on fire a little bit today. I'm doing all right. I had, uh, it was a weekend, we'll say that. Uh, Dylan got to go bowling for the first time. That was pretty fun. But uh, other than that, uh, I'm just, I was excited to be able to fill out the dock and build our show topics today and not have to search real hard for stories. Hockey's back, baby. Yeah, I mean, we're we're basically a week out. Wait, when the, wait, when this show goes out We'll be eight Tuesday, days out. No, no, I mean, you're right. It will be a week out. Yeah, well, I mean, we're recording this on a Monday. Sorry to ruin the magic for you all, but we're recording this on a Monday. So when you guys hear this on Tuesday, well, it'll be a week out from hockey season, which is wild to think about. And yes, we're back to our regular format, three segments. Uh, glad we could fill out the dock with stuff because for a while there, it was pretty barren and we kind of had to go with the, kind of had to go with uh, just whatever we were able to find or make up at the time. So yeah, it's it's really good to be back. Um, but I don't think we're going to waste, I don't want to waste any more airspace talking about stuff uh because there are more important things to get to because there's a lot here and andrew i'm gonna need your help with this because this is so much and the stuff we were talking about off pod is still like fogging up my brain so i'm gonna need us both here to make this story because i did my research on it uh so i know a bit more about it but just right now it's one of those things where like i'm gonna need your help so when was it uh was i think saturday saturday night Robin Lehner, or at least Saturday during the day, Robin Lehner had been tweeting about the Jack Eichel stuff, um, you know, medical issues, things of that nature. Specifically then, about team controlling uh, a player's health, essentially. Yes. Then I only saw, I was in the middle of working and watching college football because it was Saturday night. And then these tweets came out. He started to tweet about accusing NHL coaching staffs of giving out prescription drugs to players um, and mentioned specifically benzo Benzodiazepines. Uh, thank you. I had listened to a pronunciation multiple times and it still didn't click. I do <laughs> know Ambien. Benzos. benzos and Ambien were the other ones. And yes. They're both used to treat insomnia from what I looked up. Um, they're, known, they're known to be very addictive drugs. I think Rick Westhead maybe quote tweeted Laner's original tweet with that but they are very useful for people getting the correct dosage from their doctors it's the part where you have to worry about with like it being unprescribed uh and people taking too much but uh i did see that these drugs are useful for the people that get them prescribed and use them as uh like directed that they're directed to uh so in his tweet thread he called out the flyers specifically he said elaine vigneault is a dinosaur and had proof of something related to the Flyers. That we're jumping ahead in this story, but that is since he has since clarified his tweets since, and this is on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon. So if there's anything else between then and now, we won't cover it. But yeah, this is a developing story, we'll say. Yes, so. this is a developing story. So if you hear information and it's uh, incorrect by the time you hear it, sorry, that's just kind of how this works. But Emily Kaplan on Twitter said that he clarified saying he was never accusing Elaine Vigneault of prescribing, of distributing pills to players. His claim is about the way the coach treats players, which he believes is unacceptable. There's also the fact that uh, Laner was called in or is being called in by the NHL to do an investigation into these tweets. Um, There is a lot happening here. There's a lot since this story broke on Saturday. There is a lot 
that has transpired just on Monday. Um, so, Andrew, I don't want to say do you have thoughts, but is there anything I'm missing? Because I'm sure there is. There's so much to this story. I know that there's, there's, there's a lot here. So is there anything I'm missing in terms of, you know, getting the people the story? Yeah, I mean, it was difficult to dissect everything because I think we have to recognize first and foremost that Leonard, his first language is not English. He's a very good English speaker. But speaking and writing is a different thing. And anytime that anyone is upset or angry and they're trying to write things quickly, thoughts can be garbled a little bit and your true message may not get out very clearly. So like Elaine Vigneault thought that uh, Leonard was saying that he was the one pushing drugs or was one of the people pushing drugs. I think a lot of people thought that. And it's since been clarified that that's not what he was saying. Uh, so we have to give some benefit of the doubt to what Leonard was trying to say. And like Twitter is a horrible place for this kind of thing because everyone wants to jump on it and, you know, assume everything, assume that the way that they're reading it is the correct way. And sometimes things aren't phrased very well. You know, this has happened to me, not to the same level, obviously, where I've said something and it wasn't worded very well and people interpreted it an entirely different way than what I meant it or in an uncharitable way in order to attack me. And I'm not looking for any sympathy, by the way, just saying like, this is something that happens on Twitter all the time to everyone. Right. So like that happened to Leonard. Obviously there was a lot of people who were up in his grill. I am not sure about the details of this situation. I think most people are not. Uh, Leonard is very clearly trying to push for, players rights i think that jack eichel was front and center of his mind and his time in buffalo was something that uh, clearly he didn't do well with uh i think there's if there's any shred of truth to what leonard is saying about pushing prescription drugs on players that uh, are not actually prescribed and i don't see any specific reason to say that he is lying mm-hmm. i don't see any motive to say that he is lying uh you know, the NHL needs to do a full and thorough investigation. And the thing is, the way that he describes the NHL's outlook towards players and the way that he described the whole Jack Eichel thing, which is something that we've been looking at uh, breaking into as well and getting more detail on, is that the the NHL treats its players as how can we bet, get the best out of them right now, right? There is no long-term thinking. And the NHLPA is guilty of this too. I know that Glenn Healy started, I believe it's called the NHL Alumni Association or the NHL Alumni Fund or something like that, that helps take care of players after they're retired. But we've seen with players like Dan Carcillo, for example, who couldn't get any funding for treatment for his uh, post-career issues. He had to end up doing things on his own. Uh, He had no money because of his own issues, his uh, addiction issues, I believe, that uh, essentially bankrupted his NHL earnings. So he's out there, like, pushing his own company now that's trying to take a different approach to uh, brain health, I guess you would say, or like post-concussion symptoms. There's a huge issue in the NHL with the way that players are essentially pushed into getting peak performance every possible second with no regard for what their future will hold. And I think that what Leonard is pushing at there, the overall message is extremely important. And I'd like to see some support behind that. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who are very eager to turn a real issue into something to be dunked on. And that's where it gets messy and things get mis- misinterpreted and we get misinformation. And that's where you get people like a journalism student who... We're not going to name the kid. Okay. I'm not going to name yeah. the kid. And this no. is the thing. Uh, I don't like dunking on people or attacking people who are just starting out because it it really feels terrible to dunk or to put to punch down on someone, right? Like it's not something that I like to do, whether it's in in jokes or in attack, like saying somebody did something wrong. But this kid uh, took what Leonard was saying on Twitter and decided that that was a legitimate source to make a huge assumption about Nolan Patrick and the Philadelphia Flyers and Elaine Vigneault supplying him with prescription drugs. When and he-, he specifically said that Nolan Patrick did not know that yes. he was being prescribed these drugs. Which, and- by the way, which, by the way, you could get sued yes. if, for this misinformation. Well, it's he not just misinformation. It's a it's a full it's on like, it's claim. claim. It's an accusation yeah. with no but, source because exactly. Leonard was not talking to him specifically. You can't claim somebody's a source just because they said something publicly. You can say 
You can ask a question. You can say, is Leonard saying this? But Leonard did not specifically say what this kid said, uh, Leonard said. So this is a very dangerous way to go about things. And I would hope that this kid, if he stays in journalism school, learns about uh, some journalistic ethics because this is not how you report things in real life. And I said said that on Twitter. I'm not trying to dunk on this kid. But I said specifically, this is a mistake that spreads misinformation, can get you sued because you're making a claim without backing it up with anything. If the Flyers really wanted, they could go after this kid. And it ruins your credibility you have as a journalist forever. Yeah. You're, you're never going to get out from under this. Well, you'd, have like, to do, I would, and you'd have to do a lot of work to do so. You'd have to yeah. prove that you are trustworthy. Because like, now I would in assume, the eyes of everyone, you are untrustworthy. Yeah, I would assume that the Flyers see this kid and they're just going to leave it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not big enough for them to worry about. But at the same time, if this kid ends up going through journalism school and wants to become a reporter in Philadelphia, he's not getting access. Like, I'm sorry. It's not happening. This is this will be remembered. What gets me is that people quote tweeted this and ran with it like it was true, which. Yes. Yes. I there could still be a kernel of truth in here somewhere. But the kid has like 900 followers. It has a blue check mark. I get it. But as a journalism student, it says in his bio. And I know that this is me just being part of the Flyers ecosystem. I've never seen this dude break a Flyers story ever in my life. I was willing to give it the time of day because it happened Saturday night, like late Saturday night when he put this tweet out. And I was willing to be like, okay, Flyers reporters may see this. We'll have the weekend, like Sunday, to do some digging for him to, you know, put out an additional report with sources right about it. Sunday passed, nothing happened. Monday, he retracted the tweet. Right. I, 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 I just, couldn't it, believe that the tweet was still up, honestly. It bothers me so much. Like, well, guess, Leonard himself not, responded to the tweet and said that it was BS. But then I saw people quote tweeting and people being like, I'm not sure what this means. So just, I, there, I know that I made a mistake in saying something on Twitter that I did not understand the way Robert... Like the way he was tweeting, and that's on me because I didn't realize that um, English is a second language for him. But there's a lot of just there's no clarity on this because of the things going around. There's just like the way that things are being tweeted is not in a very clear manner, which is why I hope that an investigation clears these things up because people are just running with things on Twitter and letting it just go out there. Uh, so that was my fault for saying what I said and saying that I the way he tweeted confused me a bit. Um, But this is just one of those things where you have to, you know, do a little bit more digging instead of quote tweeting. You can't just run with it. You know, Yeah, it's exactly like when you, when you, um, uh, you know, on trade deadline day, when people make burner accounts, you have to check the account. You have to, you have to check if you're being duped and a dude with 900 followers on Twitter I, I don't trust I, I wouldn't trust it at the outset the dude like I don't think he's being followed by many flyers journalists to begin with I'm not following him I saw only a couple of people I knew following him so that already you know cast a bit of doubt in my mind you can't your words have meaning which is what I've learned this weekend your word your words have meaning you can't just quote tweet it out there and be like oh my god I can't believe this and you know expect it like it's because it's going to go places your followers are going to see that and now people are going to believe it and i just this whole thing is a very difficult situation and we didn't even get into we've talked about robin laner multiple times on this podcast before uh i think the last time we talked about him was in relation to evander kane because he said i don't remember specifically what he, he was, said he was defending kane essentially yes so there there is so much wrapped in this and i 100 percent believe laner in that there is drug misuse in the league i want this to become an open investigation in the same way you know the blackhawks thing has become real i mean we've seen it time and time again we know that there's prescription drug issues in the nhl um it's been talked about with the head injuries it's all that stuff has come to light for some time and i don't want to say it's kind of an open secret in the nhl but it's been talked about enough um that We've we've seen this type of stuff before, but there's just so much to this story, um, and it. I really hope that we get clarity. Is I think the, is what I'm really looking forward to here because, 
you know, I mean, even Elaine Vigneault's comments, uh, I haven't seen the full comments, but his comments on Twitter, uh, you know, he responded and said he denied them. And but then he also said something to the effect of, do you believe COVID is real? A lot of people don't. Uh, he was like equating it to like uh, conspiracy theories. And I think a uh, friend of the podcast and I guess a secondary co-host, Rachel Donner of the Lockdown Flyers podcast said, on Twitter, I'm quoting you here that this was clearly clearly meant to say that there are people believe that people believe a lot of unsubstantiated things about him, despite evidence to the contrary. The problem is Vigneault impl implies here that anyone who believes Lehner is is equivalent to a flat out conspiracy theorist, which is a bad look. So he kind of put his foot in his mouth here. Yeah. I don't. I, he's done this before, though, as uh, he's he said the like I guess not to this extent of you know conspiracy theory nonsense, but he's he's definitely put his foot in his mouth as coach of the Flyers before. Um, so there's, like I said, there's so much to this story and this is a developing story. By the time you hear this, everything we said could be proven right or wrong. We, I have no idea. I just, I'm looking for clarity here. I need, like I, and I know that we're probably not going to get it with the NHL opening investigation, but my hope is that legitimate journalists, which I know I write for a publication, but I don't have very many sources. So I don't know if I should call myself a journalist here, but my hope is that there are journalists, legitimate ones, like, you know, the request heads, the Katie Strangs, um, the people are digging into this and seeing if they're like, seeing what is there, because this has the potential to be just as big or much bigger than the Chicago Blackhawks story. And I want what is best for the league. I want what is best for the players' health. Um, I believe Robin Lehner in that he wants also what is best for the player's health. I just, I'm looking for clarity here, Andrew, is, 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 is what I want. Yeah. And Lehner met with the NHL, I guess this morning, uh, Monday morning. And that's according to Emily Kaplan, it was a productive meeting. Uh, hopefully something comes out of this because I hope it's not just that Lehner gets silenced because as much as he has some opinions that are probably not universal in both the NHL and among NHL fans. I think his outspoken nature is good for the game. Uh, somebody needs to kind of hold some truth to account a little bit, and Leonard seems unafraid to do so. So I assumed, as soon as I saw his comments, I assumed he was getting suspended and fine, because the NHL just cracks down on things like that. But it appears that they're reacting a little bit more maturely than I expected, which is good. I'm hoping, like you said, for a full investigation. One other layer to this that, like, seeing it really, you know, pissed me off was reading Leonard's comments and then seeing a lot of the replies, bringing up his mental health issues in the past as some sort of cudgel to make him not a verifiable source. That's gross. And I saw some... Not necessarily larger accounts, but some accounts that have, like, verified... Uh, accounts as well wielding this uh history of his as uh, an excuse to disregard what he's saying i really don't like that and I, I think that we've learned so much about mental health and how important it is over the last several years and we're trying to destigmatize it and you can't have on one hand asking people to be open about their experiences and share them and you know give other people someone to look to as a mental health advocate and then at the same time attack that person whenever they say something you don't like and use their mental health as a reason for not believing them or saying they're lying we don't know what's going on with leonard personally right he could be fully healthy right now in a good headspace and he's just mad because he sees his friend jack eichel being treated poorly and his career being put in jeopardy and so he's putting out some things that he knows or that he may think he knows and it may not be the most palatable way for a lot of people, but we got to stop with the attacks on mental health and, you know, addiction. I saw some people bringing up addiction to him, saying, like, he must be on drugs again. And, man, if you don't know, shut the hell up, you know? And, like, this kind of stuff is not something that you use for dunks. Like, the drug stuff especially makes me mad. Like, benzos and Ambien, that is not, those aren't joking around things. You know, like, I, one of my best friends in the world died, OD'd on sleeping pills a couple of years ago. It's not something to get followers about. You know, it, you're not looking for retweets dunking on somebody about sleeping pills or addiction issues. Just screw off. Shut up. Don't want to hear from you anymore. And anybody that I see doing that, I'm, like, reporting them and <laughs> blocking their account. I have zero uh, patience for that kind of crap. And, like... 
some of it is a matter of growing up, right? Like I think how you view addiction changes as you, first of all, know people who've dealt with it. And second of all, as you grow up and understand the issues behind addiction and how people get into it, especially athletes. And, you know, maybe you should pay attention to what Leonard's saying there <laughs> in terms of that, because he has experience, but a lot of it also is just, if you're willfully ignorant, you, you've got to buckle up and, and do some, some looking up here and, uh, Stop being so insensitive. It's it's a harsh world. It's true, but uh, you don't have to be the the asshole all the time. You can act with a little bit of empathy, and not everything is worth. You know, you don't have to comment on literally everything that happens in the world, right? Like the whole Leonard thing went down. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm not tweeting about this. <laughs> like, I, think, I, yeah. I will let other people who know more about the situation talk about it, and then when we talk about it on the podcast, we'll talk about it in a more nuanced way that isn't 240 characters and i think we've done that and we'll continue to cover this story as it continues to develop but as of right now we flat out only know about accusations we don't know anything so we we know that the nhl has a bad history of mistreating players that's probably still going on today i think the the stuff about lane vigno we don't actually know what's being accused there outside of him being like old-fashioned and hard on players I think the fact that he is employing Michel Therrien gives maybe a hint of uh, how he's awful towards players, but we don't actually know. So until then, we will not speculate. Yeah, I think that that's the best way to put it. Uh, you're right in that, you know, not tweeting is probably the solution here, which I I realized was my mistake. And, you know, I said well, you were that. asking questions, Mary. And, you know, I, I think I... The way I worded it was insensitive, and I shouldn't have. So the, I think the, the the lesson we've learned here is to educate yourself, be smart, never tweet. I think we can all I think we can all agree <laughs> yeah. on the never tweet, especially if it's something that you know you don't know a lot about. Um, and just like I said, be smart. <laughs> uh, but we're definitely going to continue covering this story. As I said, there's so many layers to it all. Um, and it really is one of those things where this kind of got sensationalized by a lot of, like, just everyone. People following this, like, a soap opera. Um, these are real people that are being affected by, you know, I mean, Laner, real, real, a real person being affected by the things he's seen or he's gone through in the league. People like Jack Eichel, real person, that these things, that things are happening to. Unknown players, these things very could very likely be happening to uh just you know be empathetic um but try not to sensationalize or dunk on people teams players um you know for something as serious as this and i think that that's the best way we can end this because we have no idea what's coming in the future um and like i said my biggest hope is that people start poking around into um these things because Laner's obviously coming from a passionate place, and that passion has real feelings behind it. So I 100% support an investigation. Hopefully we get to see the results and it's not swept under the rug, you know, like we've seen with the Blackhawks thing, because this is the NHL and it's, um, it's tough. But I don't really have a good segue out of this one. It feels like every week, Andrew, it feels like there's something that's very difficult to segue out of. Uh, but, you know, just like I said, be smart, be empathetic. Let's hope, you know, things come to light and justice is taken if there needs to be any. But we'll, uh, we'll continue on with Hockey Talk right after this. Does this sound familiar? We've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, hockey fans. This is Mary Clark with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. 
Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code HOCKEY on Get Upside. All right, Andrew, we are back, and we should probably tease that we've got Locked On Fantasy Hockey host Scott Cullen coming up later this week to talk fantasy hockey, you know, promote a show, get get all the takes you guys need to get ready for the fantasy hockey season, because I think I'm going to sign up uh, with my uh, work buddies and I want to beat them into the ground because <laughs> I play hard in, in uh, fantasy hockey. I don't play often, but I am mean competitive in fantasy hockey. Yeah, and Scott's been doing that for years and years. He's been the fantasy guy. Uh, he was fantasy guy for TSN way back. Like, geez, I think the first time I ever talked to Scott, I sent him an email in like 2005 where I was like, should I do this in my hockey pool? And the advice he gave me was right. So Scott's on the money. He's going to help you out. And we're going to help you uh, prepare for your fantasy hockey draft if you haven't done it yet. And if you have done it yet, maybe look at some players that were left behind that if you're not happy with your roster and help you maybe steal somebody off of somebody else from an early season trade. It's going to be fun. Do you think I could ask him what the best team name is in his opinion? <laughs> Because like that's the best part about fantasy. This is true. Is you coming come up, up with, with the, a good pun team with a pun team, team name. name. Right? I yeah. mean, I used a Teenage Mutant Ninja Hurdle in college. That's but a good one. Hurdle is you know not really as relevant as he was back when I was in college when he was you know when the Sharks were really good and he was also you know making moves. But uh, I guess we'll get away from the fantasy hockey talk because we'll talk more about that on Thursday. But yeah, we got some real hockey moves. Yeah, real hockey moves. Uh, so we had. Um, believe over the weekend uh, just you know time isn't real flat circle blah 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 um, the Canucks signed both uh, Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes uh, they finally got their their deals um, Hughes is at 7.85 times 6 so 6 years and Patterson is 7.35 times 3 3 years um, they both are signed to below market deals but given the Canucks cap situation that was going to happen regardless because their cap is their cap is in a bind, Andrew. And yes. I was very scared that they wouldn't be able to make these deals work, but it seems as if they have. But there is there's a lot to unpack here from the Canuck side because oh man, their cap mismanagement. It's terrible. Yeah, so seven point eight five mil a year for six years for Quinn Hughes and seven point three five times three for Elias Pettersson. Both good deals right now. Uh, great deals right now, actually. I think Hughes, you want to see a bounce back season from him because his rookie season was like flat out incredible. Lost his partner uh, when, jeez, uh, now I'm struggling on the name. Tanev, Chris Tanev left for Calgary. So it was kind of in flux last year and uh, the Vancouver Canucks just didn't have really anyone to sit with Hughes who complemented his skill set. And he got really exposed defensively. He had really poor defensive numbers. He's still kind of learning the defensive game at the NHL. But he is a premier puck handling defenseman, puck moving defenseman, a great offensive defenseman. You know, that first year, him and Kale McCarr were dead even with each other in terms of impact, and McCarr probably should have won the Norris last season. No disrespect to Adam Fox, he's great too, but I think McCarr was a little bit better. Uh, I think you want to see a bounce back from Hughes to be worth that contract, but going long term with it for six years is pretty excellent for the Vancouver Canucks. I am surprised they didn't go for eight years because I don't know how much more that would have gone up. Maybe it, it couldn't have been possible to fit that under the cap and go to eight years. I'm not sure, but I think there's a little bit of an opportunity cost here lost by going shorter term with both of them, especially Elias Pettersson. Now the Pettersson situation based on his comments, it was always going to be short term. Uh, it seems like he wants to see a real chance to win in Vancouver before he commits long-term, which is completely understandable. And he's betting on himself, which is a good idea because he's one of the best players in the NHL. 
I think this contract, like the number is fine. Uh, it's probably a little bit high for a bridge deal. And when you see what Kaprizov got in Minnesota, like going longer than this was going to get real expensive for the Canucks really fast. But I think it's a huge issue three years from now when Patterson's going to be up for contract again, because things aren't getting any easier for the Vancouver Canucks financially. Like Brock Besser is a restricted free agent next summer. He's going to be do a big payday. And a lot of their bad deals are long-term deals. Yeah, like, I was going to say, you're worried about them in three years. Are you not worried about them next year with Brock oh, Besser? absolutely I am. I'm saying just the, the Pedersen deal, it doesn't become easier to keep him after three years. Like I guess you lose the Tyler Myers deal, which is good, but you still have Ekman Larson. Like Ekman Larson is there for a long time. I don't, I still he don't signed until 2027. Why? I don't, why, I, that move made no sense. They shipped out, they traded, you know, a bunch of their like cap problems and, you know, guys that weren't, you know, working well with the team and brought on a big cap problem. I, I don't understand. I still don't understand that move. It's and shifting like, deck chairs on the Titanic. And you know what it is? Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It, the the whole point of it, in my opinion, is that they thought that the guys that they uh, sent out were negative impact players, and they were like, would we rather take another year of having these guys who are negative impact players on our roster and eat up all this cap, spi- cap space, or do we want to take a risk and go long-term with a guy who has been elite in the past and can maybe not be a negative impact player for us, even though he's costing us more, and you know... We'll figure out that situation when it has to be figured out. And I understand from a management perspective why you want to do that, but it is essentially just kicking the ball down the field, right? Like you're going to have to run into it again. I mean, the real question is how long does Jim Benning stay employed? Is this kicking the ball down the road for himself or the next unfortunate general manager that comes around and has to deal with this this cap problem? Because It's a it great is- question. I mean, yeah, Bo I mean, Horvat also is a UFA in two years. It's like, just terrible. Oh man, like there are not very many teams who are in this much trouble. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's the reverse of the Lightning in a sense because the Lightning had cap difficulties, but their team was really good. Yeah, I mean, not to say that the young players on the Canucks are bad. The young players on the Canucks are good, but the pieces around them are bad. Yes. Um. So it's a bit of a different. It's they're like on. Opposite ends of the our cap space is a problem deal because the Lightning, you know, were the Lightning are very smart about their cap situation. They got people to take discounts. They, you know, rightly or wrongly used LTIR as you know their way to get around. You know, I don't want to say cap circumvention completely, but like they use their use LTIR in a in a savvy way no one else is doing. And then you have you know. Like, like you said, Jim Benning rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic here and not making the problem any better, just, you know, pushing it down the road for either him or the next person. Because this is, if I'm looking at this Canucks job, if, you know, because Jim Benning will eventually get fired. That's just how things go. All NHL coaches and GMs eventually do get fired unless, you know, you retire. Uh, but, you know, if I'm looking at this job, whenever Jim Benning is fired. This is not an attractive job to me. There's this is just cap headache hell. Like this is just this is just a headache. I don't want it's just oh it's so bad. It's so yeah. bad. I mean and, I think the salary cap is where you can see even more than roster construction specifically, the salary cap is where you can see whether or not a team had a plan. Right? You look at the Colorado Avalanche, for example, right? They've got in a lot of ways a similar uh top end roster to Vancouver in terms of like age range and star capability, right? They were able to go long-term with Kale McCarr at $9 million a year. And the Canucks got very lucky that Hughes kind of had a sophomore slump, honestly, because they got a discount for Quinn Hughes for the next six years. Now, the Colorado Avalanche are an entire other world in terms of their depth, right? Especially on defense. They have possibly the best top four in the entire NHL, or maybe even best top five. And frankly, like you can see the plan for Colorado. You can see where the price pinches are going to come. You can see, you know, they've got two more seasons where Nathan McKinnon is making way below market value, which, you know, again, they got lucky there that he had a slower start to his career and has ascended in his mid 20s. But they've taken advantage of every moment that they can to go long term on their stars who they believe in. 
and built around them with mostly short-term mid-range money deals or rookie deals. And they've kept things flowing through their roster. It's similar to what the Lightning do, similar to what championship teams do overall. And the Vancouver Canucks overpaid for depth consistently thinking, oh, well, we're far away from competitiveness. So we're going to overpay for depth and they'll, you know, teach the young guys how to become NHLers. And it's a good, it's a nice idea. It sounds nice in your head, but it doesn't work because things change in the NHL on a dime. Things happen quickly. Players become ready earlier than you expect. You know, you find an Elias Pettersson when you weren't expecting him to be there in the draft. And all of a sudden, your competitive window steps up. Guys make the NHL maybe sooner than you thought, and you're running out of your rookie deals at the wrong time. And good teams can manage that. They can be prepared for that, and they keep that cap flexibility. And poorly managed ones don't. And the thing is, like, even if the Vancouver Canucks... A couple years from now or three years from now when Tyler Myers deal is over and a couple of their other deals are over. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, well, they'll be in a better situation then. If Jim Benning's still in charge, I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. There'll be other bad money coming in. That's just how it works. Yeah. I mean, Jim Benning has not proved that he's a capable GM of, you know, managing the salary cap, getting pieces on the roster that fit. Um, I like this Canucks core. I I really do. Yeah. Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes, Thatcher Demko is supposed to be really good. Like, there's a lot of really, like, awesome pieces on this team. And it's a shame if it goes to waste because of poor cap management, you know, player analysis, like, poor player analysis. So, I just, you know, it... I I think we're echoing a lot of what Canucks fans have been saying for some time. Uh, and it's not going to be easy for them this year either. I mean, to be fair, they're in the Pacific, but like, and as we have said multiple times that they are the weakest uh, division, but still like it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy for them. I don't think, but they have a chance to, I guess, prove us wrong in the season. Cause of course, you know, we said the Pacific division is the weakest. If they can, you know, make a playoff spot, you know, jump over, you know, teams like Seattle, who I know a lot of people are down on, but I, I still, I have hopes for them that their, you know, style of hockey will get them points and they may not be a fun team to watch like, you know, the Golden Knights, but, you know, the, the Canucks have a test this season because it's going to be real interesting how they stack up in the playoff race in such a weak division because, um, you know, you've got all the California teams, but I'm willing to be proven wrong, but it is just not looking great from the outset. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Uh, I think we've exhausted um, all we can about this. Um, excited and I'm happy that, you know, Pedersen and Hughes, you know, were signs, you know, not, they weren't, they're not going to, you know, be held out. They're, you know, it would have been funny the, if they, you know, gotten offer she did, but such is life, sadly. But I'm, I'm glad that they're still there because they make that team so exciting. But I think we've exhausted all we can on this um, Canucks topic, but we will get to the next unfortunate topic coming up right after this break. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. It's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. By endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for a classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. 
quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Alright. Sadly, Andrew, we're back to talking about another unfortunate topic. This is true. Ser- a serious topic. Um, Josh Archibald is will not be playing hockey this season because he is out due to having COVID and contracting myocarditis. Myocarditis. Thank you. Again, I I feel like you guys know that right now I'm terrible at pronouncing words. It might just, <laughs> I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can read. Can I pronounce things? No, I'm terrible at it. And it's one of those ones that I looked up and was like, I'm going to get it right. No, terrible. Um, so yes, he was confirmed to have COVID over the summer. Um, and now he cannot play due to this heart condition, or I believe it's a heart, is a heart condition. Um, yes, it is. So this is something that's happened with COVID. I, I mean, obviously it's uh, anecdotal, not uh, actual data, but it seems to be more common in athletes that they find this. And I think it's because that's where you're really like, those are the people who are pushing their heart to extremes. And so they get measured when they have like uh, an arrhythmia or any sort of abnormal heartbeat and they diagnose this faster but it's very clear that covid causes this issue and it's not uncommon you know and this is the second oilers player specifically who's caught covid and developed myocarditis because alex stalock is also missing this year yes now i don't think it's confirmed that archibald won't be able to play this year but it's not he's at least in 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 indefinite amount of time yes so we don't know and archibald is a very vocal vaccine conspiracy theorist anti-vaxxer uh you know hardcore right-wing person uh Mm -hmm. based on his twitter shares and all that i understand where people are coming from where they're kind of laughing at this but it's sad it is sad it is really sad and like this is again and i'm sorry to do this like twice on one podcast but (laughs) to bring it into like my personal experience i'm dealing with this same kind of garbage with my youngest brother where he's bought into these conspiracy theories and this far right you know facebook driven algorithm youtube news garbage and it's really hard to pull these people out once they get sucked in and yes it does stem from ignorance that's how you get pulled in but i think we underestimate like how much of this stuff has really taken hold of young Males specifically, I mean, there's women involved too, but males specifically, they get sucked in by this algorithm. You watch like one Joe Rogan video and then you've got like all your recommendations are like conspiracy theories, dunking on feminists, Ben Shapiro. And if you don't know better, you're watching this stuff over and over again and it just becomes part of who you are. And I, I wonder how much of this like pull stems from Gamergate. You're like oh. where all these kids who were ethics and games gamers. journalism. Yes, Andrew, exactly. It's all about ethics and gaming journalism. And like I remember being a person who watched a lot of YouTube back then, seeing a lot of ostensibly normal people who just talked about video games or some other topic on YouTube that was like relatively normal. All of a sudden, when GamerGate happened, all of their content switched from that to like. 10 best dunking on feminist videos and you're like what 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 is going on here what why did this happen and a lot of these people just got sucked in and like yes there is inherent misogyny that has to be there in the first place to get pulled into that but i think a lot of people got radicalized and they didn't even realize it was happening to them it's really sad and there's no excuses but i think that we have to look at these people through the lens of like they are victims too. Yeah. You know, I mean, and Archibald's career might be over. For all the good social media does in connecting people, giving us access to people, places, things, ideas we never would have had before in terms of like, you know, good things like, you know, relationships, friendships, enjoying different types of media you never would have seen before. There's so much wrong with social media. 
It's yeah. so, so much wrong. And what you said, you know, about Gamergate and just, you know, people, you click one thing in the YouTube rabbit and then you click one thing in YouTube and the YouTube rabbit hole spirals you down with it. It only happens to me when I, you know, click on one thing about a video game and then I get 50 other recommendations for said video game and then I'm just, you know, spiraling and can't get out. But that is the light side of that. There is a much, much darker side to that. And yeah. I think what you speak on speaks more of, you know, things that, you know, social media, the bad side of social media, regu- like things not being regulated. I'm not, I'm not, you know, asking for total internet control, but Facebook is a terrible website. Ironically, as we're talking right now, Facebook is down. <laughs> so yes. I Facebook, find it. Instagram, in- WhatsApp, all down worldwide. Yeah, I find it incredibly funny that we're having this discussion right now, but there is so much that stems back to social media just having unfiltered access to people young people impressionable minds old people too i mean yes yeah it's just it is it's a shame it's sad and there's hard and it's so hard to dig yourself out of it um i don't have any you know personal you know no one close to me in my life has gone through it but it is it's still difficult and it is, it's tough. It it really, really is. That's kind of what this all stems back to. I mean, I know that it's, we were talking, I know it's easy to dunk and it's easy to make fun of and whatnot, but it's, this is still a very sad situation and it's, it's hard. It's hard. I don't have any other words to say other than that, that it is very sad and I get it. It, it, for some, it feels like you know, karma and justice and whatnot, but this is still a person and it is just, it's a shame that these things, you know, continue to happen, not just to athletes, but to, you know, your friends, your family and people die because of it or, you know, get heart conditions and can't play the sport that they love. And it is, (sighs) Andrew, this just, all this stuff just sucks to talk about. And I'm sorry that we have to keep doing this. (laughs) I really am. I would, I, I want this to be, you know, a podcast where we can, you know, talk about why we love hockey. But it seems like every week there we're talking about reasons why we hate hockey. And I hate doing that. And I yeah, at least this isn't, you know, sequestered to hockey. It's just something that happened with hockey. <laughs> true. I suppose it's just, you know, it it's tough. It. Yeah, I, I hope that he's able to play hockey again. I hope that this is a learning lesson for him that he looks at his actions and starts to think of different ways to view the world. But yeah, I, it's just a shame. And for two Oilers players to have this happen to them, that is wild. That Yeah. It's just incredibly coincidental that. And unfortunately, like it doesn't seem like he's softening his position because he's still the only player in Canada to not get vaccinated. He's still refusing to get vaccinated. So it's uh, not changing his mind. And I know I know friends of mine who are ER nurses who have told me stories of people who don't believe in it and, like, to their dying breath will be saying they don't have COVID, it's something else. Yeah, I mean, I... It's, it's really tough to read about that kind of stuff, but sometimes I, you know, get in a mood and I want to read it because that, that mindset fascinates me so much and I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I think yeah, is the I, I think I is either. the reason the reason why I go looking is because how do you fix something? How do you how do you change these people's minds? How do you understand them? Get to a level where you can help them get back out of this? And because I, to me, it just stems back to a lot of you know. I mean, I'm vaccinated. We're both vaccinated. A lot of the reason COVID is continuing to rage is because of unvaccinated people, and it's you know. And sometimes I'm like, how do we how do we fix this? And there's no real good. An- there's no answer. There's no that not that I've seen anyway. And just it's tough. And yeah, it is. It's very, very difficult. And so I think that to cap this off is the best we can say, you know, be safe. Please get vaccinated. You know, and I, I don't want to say do your research, but do, you know do make smart decisions talk to somebody who knows more than you yes make smart decisions talk to somebody that knows more than you that's all uh 
I guess coming up next. Oh wait, before before I tease before I tease our coming up next to the pop culture segment, we're we're going to do. I forgot this on the last segment because this is another tough topic. But in a week, we're going to be do uh we're going to be doing a season preview show. It's the Locked On season preview show where Andrew and I talk for an hour, I believe, right yep. right up until the seven o'clock slot of like start of games. Um, we're going to be previewing the season. You know, throwing over to uh, locked on hosts for their uh you know views on the season players uh will be you know discussing hot topics making bold predictions you've already heard some of them on this podcast uh i'm going to try and come up with some more bold than my penguins prediction which i'll probably repeat on the on the show but like uh come join us um i believe it'll be on you know i think twitch youtube uh just make sure you follow our social media channels um which i've mentioned here multiple times uh and we'll tweet it out so i believe it is at 6 p.m on tuesday the 12th so i i hope andrew will step in and correct me if that's not the case but no it is yeah 6 p.m eastern standard time on the 12th of october it's going to run right up to the beginning of the NHL season. We're really excited about it. We're going to preview everything, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be basically just like this podcast, but in with more production behind it. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so coming up next is our pop culture segment. Uh, I'm excited to dig into what we've done over the past weekend, and that'll be right after this. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. If you don't know the Built Bar flavor as well, you're missing out, as you've got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. There's something for everyone with Built Bar, and if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Built Bar is great for any health-conscious person, as you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. All of the Built Bar flavors have... Between 70 to 18 grams protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie, or whatever you'd like. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Andrew, I'm curious as to what you've brought to the table because uh, I've been, I was actually very busy this week in terms of like, um, my family was in town and I went to a, a small graduation party. Um, so I didn't really do a lot on my own uh, just because I was spending my weekends with my family and um, taking down our pool outside. And I think I mentioned how my sister was putting up that inflatable hot tub uh, so I went in that, which was nice. The problem was, is I think they overchlorinated it. So when they turned the bubbles on, uh, I almost died from uh, chlorin- <laughs> like being chlorinated. In your eyes. <laughs> uh, not only that, but breathing. It was bad, oh, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, I think they figured out the solution to it now, but it was not very fun. Uh, but it, my weekend was mostly spent with my family. I did get to play more Final Fantasy XIV as I'm continuing to trek on through... Um, before the latest expansion Endwalker comes out on American Thanksgiving. I'm very close to finally getting into Shadowbringers, which is the most recent expansion. Who boy is the plot pecking up. I'm very sad I have to work today because instead I would just be running through it, trying to get to, to the plot, like through to the next expansion because it is really awesome. I'm super excited to continue on with it. I'm uh, finally meeting characters I've only seen on the online even before I started playing. I knew about like these characters and I'm like, oh, I'm finally getting to the part where like people were really talking it up. So that's really that's all going on with me. Um, I want to start watching Ted Lasso season two. I want to start watching Squid Game. Uh, did I, did I we mention that? Start watching yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I just I haven't had the time between a whole bunch of things. Um, in my life right now but that is that's at least those are at least on my to watch list and also by the time you hear this tomorrow morning we'll know who the last fighter is in super smash brothers ultimate i want it to be sora i don't think it's going to be him um i'm very excited to be disappointed and to put on my squeaky little clown shoes and be sad and look at all the memes about people dunking on people that wanted sora to be in smash and disney i'm i i hate you so much please put him in smash (laughs) I bought this game for $60 because it has Joker from Persona 5 in it, and I thought that was the coolest reveal ever, and I hardly ever played this game, but I will go back to your game, Nintendo, if you put Sora in it. That's all I have to say. 
All right. Uh, I did not get much time to game, but this last week I did watch the third season of Sex Education with my wife, which is a show on Netflix. It is not uh, just a sex education documentary. <laughs> I know how to do that. I have two children. Uh, <laughs> but it is a alarmingly heartwarming show. It's a show that I've liked for a few years now. We watched it uh, from the first season when it first came out. It stars uh, Asa Butterfield as the main character and also... Uh, Wow, I am just uh, Jillian Anderson. Uh, I don't know why yes. I wanted to say Jillian Murphy. That's not even a name, <laughs> I don't think. But anyway, uh, Jillian Anderson as his mom, who is a sex therapist, and basically he starts a sex therapy group in his school using like the things that he learned from his mom growing up. And they're into the third season now. It's an incredibly interesting series. It really is uh, like wholly representative of kids from all different kinds of backgrounds, what they're dealing with in like schools today. Super interesting, super heartfelt. Uh, season three was really good. I would suggest it to most people. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. Um, I don't know if it's one of those shows my dad and my sister like to watch, but I've seen stuff about it on the internet and how good it is with its representation, which I'm all for. Uh, I've talked about a whole bunch of different shows that, you know, have a lot of representation, and it's always very good to see shows do that because we're here, we're out here, we exist all that type of stuff. Uh, so it's nice to be represented in media. Uh, so, because not not everyone is straight. I am so sorry to those people who believe that, <laughs> but you are you are wrong. Uh, but that's cool. Um, did the new? Did you say the new season just came out? Is that why? Yeah, the new season came out. Season three dropped like two weeks ago, I think. Okay, cool. So yeah, we got through it this week. It's it's a really good watch. I think that uh, so many of the characters in it are so unique for television in general. Um, the main two kids, I guess being three kids in the series are like him, his best friend and, uh, a girl that he's like really interested in. Uh, and it's just, it's a really interesting dynamic there. It's a sprawling story. I would say like, uh, covers a lot of different kids and their issues growing up. It's, it's good. It's really well done, really well told. And I think approachable and it's good for all ages, really. I think a lot of parents who struggle with uh, their kids uh, not relating to them, this show could probably help you, honestly. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's really awesome to hear. Uh, I was looking at some of the other Netflix shows coming up um, in terms of like new seasons. Forgot that The Witcher is a thing. Uh, yeah. Been some time. Been some time. That comes out, I believe, in December around the same time as the previous season. Uh, then a show I watched, I binged and I enjoyed Lock and Key. That has a second season coming out at the end of this month. Uh, which surprised me. It's just like, um, it's based off a comic book. Um, it's kind of like a supernatural horror drama. Uh, it's really interesting concept. I don't know how it relates back to the comic book, but uh, I enjoyed the second, uh, the first season. Uh, so I'm excited for the second season. I know that's going to creep up on me because we're already in October to begin with. And that's just mind blowing to me. But yeah, Netflix is doing a lot of really good shows. And I'm sure we'll talk about them in the future because... Uh, we seem to like a lot of different things, Andrew, and we definitely have pop culture opinions we want people to know about. This is true. Oh, before we go, Mary, something else just kind of broke a little bit okay. uh, that I didn't see earlier. Uh, Tom Sestito, I believe a former Philadelphia Flyer? No, he's a he was a penguin. Penguin? Okay. Uh, he was from Pennsylvania. Oh, anyway, I specifically... I specifically, It's the same thing. I specifically remember him because uh, they put him in that one Penguins game. They specifically called him up and then he got ejected a minute into the game or what yeah he was a cheap shot artist but yeah and i uh, made pittsburgh fans mad because i wrote <laughs> that he was not a good player and was only there to goon things up but you can continue i mean he was but anyway uh he is uh aligning with robin leonard saying good for leonard standing up for the greater good he said that he could only speak for himself but the amount of toradol and ambien he was given is insane and the nhl is getting a lot younger these days and kids should know what they're walking into yeah. Oh, so, I did. I retweeted that. That's right. It's just one of those things where in the in the moment of like so much information, I forgot about it. But yeah. Yeah. I saw Rick Westhead tweeted it and uh, commented on it. So yeah, there's more to this story that's going to come. Yeah. Um, and we've said it before. Hope that due diligence is done here and it doesn't get swept under the rug so we can, you know, find out more about what's happening to the health of hockey players and, you know try and bring to light more things that the NHL wants to keep it in. But yep. to end off on a very sinister note, I'm so sorry. 
That's <laughs> all the time we have for you today on the Crosscheck NHL show as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow us on your podcast platform of choice from Apple to Odyssey to Spotify and rate and review us while you're at it. You can follow the pod at Crosscheck NHL on Twitter, meet Mary C. Clark on Twitter, and Andrew at Andrew Berkshire on Twitter. Thanks for making the Crosscheck NHL show your first listen every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday with some more puck talk, but now make your second listen locked on fantasy hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms.